Good evening, everyone. It's good to be in church on a Sunday evening. Um, my kids look forward to it because uh, we know there's lots of desserts afterwards. Uh, it's, it's all about the sweet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Jensen. I, it's, uh, it's an honor and privilege to be part of the family here in One Heart. And it's such an honor to be under the leadership of Pastor Rob and Pauline and the entire leadership. I just always want to honor our pastors and the leadership team. Um, and, you know, they, we are so blessed. We are in a lucky country. We're in a lucky town. And we're in a lucky church. Right? So we are blessed. All right? Luck is probably not the right word, but we are blessed. Yeah. Um, so um, we've been talking a lot about the supernatural as, as a church, and Pastor Rob has cast a vision this year for us to, to look to God for supernatural things. And I've been chewing in my heart on what to speak tonight. And I believe God has something in store for all of us. And you know the amazing thing is that when we come to God with nothing, He gives us everything. And the best part of it is we serve the same Spirit. So the same Spirit of God will speak to Pastor Rob, and the same Spirit of God will speak to Pastor Kylie, and will speak to everyone that sits or that comes up to this pulpit and preach. And you know what? It, it's scarily, scarily surprising that when Pastor Rob finished his message this morning, he closed with the story of Abraham being a man of faith. And today I'm going to talk about Abraham. Now, I didn't talk to Pastor Rob about this. In fact, the first scripture I wanted to share with you was exactly the last scripture that Pastor Rob actually was actually sharing with you this morning. And no, we didn't have a single word. We didn't have an exchange of ideas. Nothing, right? And it shows that the same Spirit of God is speaking to us. Right? It's not my word, but it's not Pastor Rob's word, but it's the same Spirit of God. And I believe there is something that God wants to speak to all of us today. Because, you know what, when I think about this, I call it the ups and downs of a faith-filled journey. It's almost like a tongue twister. Um, it is all about living the supernatural life. And you cannot live the supernatural life without faith. Alright? Without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to walk this walk with God without faith. So if we want to experience the supernatural life, we need to have faith. And you have heard it on this pulpit that we need to have faith to trust God when we have nothing so that He gives us everything. So today, I thought, or tonight, I thought of us doing a little character study, right, of Abraham. Just because Pastor Rob has already talked about Abraham Earlier this morning, I want to show you the ups and downs of Abraham's faith-filled journey so that we can learn important lessons from his life. Now, Abraham's story is a long, long story, so don't worry. I am not reading 20 chapters of Scripture. I encourage you to go home and read through the life of Abraham because you know what? Abraham is a hero of faith. But then if you look at his life in detail, you realize he's just like you and me. He's just like you and me. He's got moments where he's stuffed up. I know, I feel like a paparazzi trying to expose some, you know, when you read those tabloids, like, oh, he's not that perfect. Oh, look at that. Yeah, but you know what? 
I'm not trying to expose his weakness. I'm trying to show you that if God can do that in Abraham, he can do that in you and me. All right, this is, this is the purpose. I'm not, uh, he is a hero of faith. If, if I can even be, have half the faith of Abraham, I would be happy. All right, so we're going to learn three things from the life of Abraham. To live the supernatural life, we need faith. We need to know what to do when we are faithless. And we need to know who is the most faithful person in all of our walk. All right, so I want to talk about faith faithlessness and faithfulness, all right? So, it almost sounds like a tongue twister again, but let's, let's continue. So, Abraham, we all know who Abraham is, right? Uh, Abraham is, is the father of many nations. He is the father of the Arabs. He's the father of the Israelites. He's the father of many, many nations. But he started off, as you and I know, with no children. Zero, nothing, right? Zero times zero equals zero, all right? That's right. Pastor Rob, thank you for the, math, the maths lesson. It is exactly correct. In, in fact, if you time zero against anything, it's still zero. <laughs> right? So, Abraham's journey of faith. So, I'm going to take you from Genesis 12 to Genesis 22. Now, if you look at Abraham's journey of faith, God actually brought Abraham from faith to faith to faith to faith. All right? He doesn't give him a task that is so big that he's just going to chicken out. At the first, at the first, uh, you know, uh, at the first instruction, you see, from Genesis chapter twelve is when God called Abraham out of a foreign land to go to Canaan, which is the promises, the, the promised land to Abraham, and you will see the climax of Abraham's faith in chapter twenty-two when he sacrificed, he attempted to sacrifice Isaac on the altar. Now, if I, if you were Abraham, and if God straight away ask you to sacrifice your son, mm, you probably will check your medicine cupboard first, wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. Um, look, so I believe that God takes us from strength to strength, from faith to faith, right? And He takes us through different challenges so that He strengthens our faith. And to the point, finally, Abraham has the faith to be able to lay his son on the altar and trust God that God will always provide. Now, I want to show you from the start that Abraham started with enough faith just to leave his own comfort zone. All right? God asked Abraham to leave Haran, which was where he used to live. And he said, I'm going to bring you to a land. I'm going to promise you a nation out of you. From Sarah's womb, which is his wife, he will have a son. And he will be a father of many nations. And I like chapter 12, verse 1 to 4, where it says, Abraham left as God instructed. You know, faith many times is just obedience. You know, faith, it doesn't need, you don't need to come up with some great ideas because all you need today for faith is just to obey what God tells you to do, right? And what God has written in His Word, you just have to say, yes, God, I will do this. And it, I, you know, but the thing is, the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. And like what Pastor Rob said today, that many times the, our walk with God is illogical. Yes, there's no logic in the Christian life. Exactly. And I find it quite hard many times because I like, I'm quite obsessive compulsive. I like, like my facts. I like, I like everything organized. And then sometimes God just sort of disrupts the whole thing and is like, God, I just don't understand. I just, it just doesn't make sense. Right? But Abraham was willing to trust God. 
And you see his journey of faith all the way when he even obeyed God to put his son on the altar. And I believe that today that God is calling us. God is calling us to leave where we are so that he can take us on this journey because he doesn't just want to give us a ticket to heaven. He wants us to be salt and light. He wants us to be uh, someone that is significant that we can contribute greatly to his kingdom here on earth because it's very easy for us to, to just, oh yeah, I've got my ticket to heaven. I believe in Jesus. I've got, I'm saved by the blood of Christ. All right, I'm going to go to heaven. That's fine. I can live my happy, my happy Christian life. But no, God has something greater. And that's why Abraham obeyed God. Abraham obeyed God. He could have easily stayed in Haran, but he chose to obey God. So I want to challenge you today. If you know what God has called you to do, you know in your heart God has called you to do something. Listen, and I encourage you, take the first step. Take the first step. You don't need to figure it all out, but just take the first step. And if it's already written in God's word, you don't even need to argue about it. Just take the first step. All right? Now, I also want to say to those of you who do not know Jesus, you do not know this God of Abraham, you do not know about this Jesus we're talking about, Jesus is also calling out to you today to leave where you are and to experience a life that is so different and beyond what you could ever imagine with Jesus Christ. So God is calling each and every one of us to leave where we feel comfortable and to let, us, let Him take us on this journey. Now, Abraham started, on, started the journey. He went to Canaan. He set up tent there. But you read the next chapter, or even within the same chapter, there was a severe famine in the land. And actually, Abraham went to Egypt. And then if you think, oh, right, Israel's there. Egypt's there. Uh, Abraham, your GPS is a little bit off there. He's, Abraham found himself in Egypt. And you found that not just that, when in Egypt, he almost gave up his wife. Yes, because he was so afraid that if they knew that he and Sarah were married, Pharaoh's going to kill him and take Sarah as his wife. So to cover it up, he, say, he tells Sarah, please tell them that you are my brother. <laughs> Sister, we, are serious, we are sisters and brothers. All right. So now can you imagine Valentine's Day just passed if I do that with my wife? Right there. Oh, I don't even want to begin to imagine. Like, if I tell, if I tell Sharon, oh, no, just don't say you're my wife. You're just my sister. Oh, <laughs> oh God help me. <laughs> yeah. she, she who must be obeyed must be obeyed. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, you are, our Valentine's Day was like, just like any other day. Send the kids to school, take the kids back from school, have the little happy hour from 5 to 7 o'clock where everyone's cranky, and then by the time they all go to bed, it's like, oh, by the way, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and we go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. But I still love you. I still love you, Sharon. I love you so much. <laughs> uh, but, that, but that is life. But that is life, eh? Yeah. So Abraham had the audacity to even almost give up Sarah. Can you imagine if God has actually given you a promise? And then you find yourself in a situation where your life or you feel threatened. And you feel that, oh gee, I better do something to save myself. And you give up the promise of God. And you give up your Sarah. So a lot of us have, have something that God has given to us. And can you imagine when the, when the situations in life come, you find yourself 
a little bit far away from the promise of God and you, you make decisions that sometimes cause you and hurt others as well. So it's, you find that Abraham had a lapse of faith because if you have faith, you'll say that, no, I'm going to bust in there. I'm going to tell Pharaoh that here's my wife, uh, this she's my wife and if you want to kill me, God's going God's to smite you down. But no, he chickened out, right? He says, you're my sister, <laughs> right? And he didn't do that once. He did that twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, he didn't do it the third time because three times you're definitely out. Uh, you'll be decapitated. <laughs> so I do not know what Sarah was thinking twice in the scriptures <laughs> of, <laughs> of masquerading herself as Abraham's sister. <laughs> um, but it goes to show that when the going gets tough, Sometimes we have a lapse of faith, right? And Abraham had a faithless moment. And you and I will have our faithless moments, right? Uh, we will now, I mean, as much as I believe that we always have rosy mountaintop faith, you'd only need to go through the next week to know that you are going to have periods where you are faithless. When the circumstances in life comes in, how many of us actually find ourselves quite lacking? I am. I, I do. And sometimes when we find ourselves in a place of lack, we start to try to help God. Right? How many of us have tried to help God? Right? I do. And that's why Abraham and Sarah thought, I can help God. Right? Well, Sarah doesn't have a child. Oh, here you go. Take my maidservant from Egypt. Right, so Hagar was actually an Egyptian maidservant. So Abraham slept with Hagar and he had an Ishmael. So can you see the danger here? So when we find ourselves in lack, the human side of us will begin to say, I better try to do something about it. I try, I, I, I don't want to have nothing, I want to have something. And then you try to fix it, but actually you created a bigger mess. And so the same thing in our lives. And Abraham messed up big time. Messed up big time, right? He had a, he had a case of Hagar and, Ish and Ishmael. And we all have our own Hagar's and Ishmael too. Before we judge him, because we are, many times we, when, when going gets tough, the first thing we try to go with is logic. So instead of going to our prayer closet and pray, we start to try to fix things logically. I do that all the time. It's just that, how I'm wired. But then sometimes God wants us to just lay it aside and come to Him in surrender. But in life, in life, many times we, it's important what voices you listen to. Yeah, it's all about renewing your mind. Because if you fill your mind with, with the Word of God, the first thing when bad things happen, the Word of God comes in. But if you fill your mind with other things, guess what's gonna, what you're going to listen to? Right? If you watch Married at First Sight all the time, you know what's going to happen. Right? <laughs> we do watch it here and there. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so it, what are you feeding your mind? You see? So we see a case of Hagar and Ishmael. So we've just talked about the common triggers to faithlessness. Life events. Just life. You know, sometimes we have no control. Life happens. And because of that, we lose faith. And when we lose faith, we have the fear of the unknown. We have the fear of uncertainty. And sometimes it's just logic because the situational facts in Abraham's life is, gee, I've got no kids. Full stop. Right. 
So we all have our own situational facts. That look, this is the reality. We are not trying to run away being delusional, but, but this is our situational facts. And it leads to a lapse of faith. And when we have a lapse of faith, like I said, we have the urge to help God. And sometimes in our efforts for self-preservation, we actually hurt others. And Sarah nearly got hurt many, many times because of that. And he created Hagar and Ishmael. And Hagar and Ishmael got hurt too. So there are a lot of people that are hurt because of poor decisions. And I wish we can say as Christians that we'll never make poor decisions, but reality in life that we will be. That we will be making poor decisions, uh, hopefully not that many. But God help us that we can, act, we, we can actually come back to God and repent and just ask God to help us despite of our poor decisions. Because I want to tell you the most important part tonight is God's faithfulness, right? We can talk about Abraham's faithlessness. We can talk about how much faith you need. But I want to tell you tonight that God's faithfulness out, will outshine all our faithlessness at any given day, any given time. Because you can see from Genesis chapter 12, when Abraham asked Sarah to become his sister, God actually cursed Pharaoh's household until Pharaoh realized that, oh man, I better not marry this woman. Give it back to her. And he scolded Abraham, why do you lie to me? And you know what? Abraham and Sarah left Egypt with more possessions than ever before. Right? So can, can, can you even grasp that? Like normally you think, oh, you stuffed up. You're like, um, I'm, go I'm going to give you a big fine. I'm going to confiscate everything. And you go back, you know, with your, tails, with your tail between your legs. But no, God blessed Abraham. And God left, uh, and Abraham left Egypt with Sarah still, and with even more possessions. And you know what? At every, if you read the scriptures, you will find that God, many, many times, reaffirmed his covenant with Abraham. You know that the moment Abraham left Egypt, God actually took him out and showed him the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore and said, I will bless you. So I believe that tonight, there are many of us that need to hear their reaffirmation from God about His covenant with you. And He confirmed His covenant again and again. Even after He stuffed up with Ishmael, God actually spoke to Abraham and said, I will still bless you. I will still give you a son through Sarah. So even though after He stuffed up, God has still reaffirmed His promise to Abraham. And once again, He saved Abraham and Sarah from Abimelech, which is another king who wants to marry Sarah because Sarah, Sarah was pretty. Um, and then finally, chapter 21, he, has, he received his promise of Isaac. And you know what? In the, in the same chapter, God actually sorted out his mess. God sorted out his issue of Hagar and Ishmael. So you know what? No matter what you did, no matter what we stuffed up, no matter how we have felt that we failed and we've gone far away from God, God is still faithful. And I want to share with you tonight the main message tonight is that God's faithfulness will always outshine our faithlessness. And that when we want to walk in this supernatural life, we really need to trust in God's faithfulness. All right? Not our faithfulness, not our faithlessness, not even the measure of our faith because God says He is the author and the finisher of our faith. When He says He's the author, means He started our life story. He started our faith journey, not us, 
we didn't get it all together, and we'll never get it all together, but God started our faith journey with Him, and He will end it. As long as we are faithful. I want to share with you 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 to 13, that if we die with Him, we'll also live with Him. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we disown Him, He will also disown us. If we are faithless, He will remain faithful because He cannot disown Himself. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't God faithful? But faith always requires that first step. And we have to stay faithful to God even in times of faithlessness. And God's faithfulness always outshines ours. I know we all go through our struggles and I think even tonight that most of us have our own struggles in life to go through. But I want to encourage you to stay faithful, to stay faithful to God, even though you feel that, oh, I don't have faith to do anything, I can't trust anything, but God wants to reaffirm His, His love and His covenant with you that He will never leave you nor forsake you. Can I invite the musicians up? And by trusting God when we have nothing, I believe, yeah, we will see everything. I want to share with you a very, very quick testimony of what happened to me when I was in uni. I was part of a, a overseas Christian fellowship. And one of the years, it was, it was my final year in uni, uh, I was given the task of organizing a Easter outreach camp in, um, where, where is that again? Somewhere down the Fluro Peninsula. Um, and our goal is to actually get as many international students and to actually sh share the gospel and actually get them, get them saved and even those that do not know who do, are not connected to connect all the Christian international students together. So I have a committee and I, I, I was the chairperson and, I, and we, we started planning for this camp and we started planning 10 months before the camp and our goal is to make it as cheap as possible. Right, because you know international students are cheapskates, right? And I was a cheapskate once, right? Maybe still a cheapskate now. But um, we used to go to the food court in Adelaide and we used to buy the $5, the $5 takeaway container and we just stuff as much as we can and we just sort of push it all in so that we can have two meals out of one meal, right? So, but these are the people that we're trying to reach out to and we know that they cannot afford an expensive camp. And so we fundraised and we do all sorts of things and we, we tried our best and we thought that we got it all covered. So the, the, camp, the camp started and I think we got a very good turnout and everyone is having a good time. And, the, and it was the day before Easter. And then I sat with my committee and then we said, all right, let's, let's count you. Let's make sure that the, the numbers are right. The money is correct. And, and I can remember my reaction that day when my treasurer says, Oh, Jensen, I think we have $3,000 short. And $3,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money that I can't pay. And I went into panic mode. I was thinking that night, oh, do I need to sell my kidney? Do I need to, to, do I need to, do I need to sort of uh, sell myself as a slave to, to, this, uh, to the campsite for six months, <laughs> give free labor just to, just to cover this? And then what we prayed. We prayed like never before because we have no money. We had nothing. And you know what, the next day, on Easter itself, we took up an offering. And I was hoping in my mind, oh, we'll probably get a couple of hundred bucks so that we can just cover the whole thing. So I mean, we can just cover some and then I'll still offer my, my slavery services to them. Uh, I, can, I can remember my treasurer coming up to me again after the, after the offering and, 
and she said that Jensen, you will not believe what just happened. We have five thousand dollars inside the inside the offering. I said, how how is that possible? We're talking about cheapskate international students. How do you get five thousand dollars? And then I realized that there was somebody in the camp who was visiting and who is actually a working person who God has spoken to him a month before the camp to give $5,000. I cannot imagine, I can never ever imagine this would happen, but I tell you it's happened to me. Because we had nothing and we said, God, I'm, I need you. And you say, God is always faithful. And I can tell you from my own personal life that God is faithful. Yeah. There was one point where I, even, in, even when I was in uni, I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough money. I couldn't finish my medical degree in my final six months because I don't have enough money. But you know what? God actually answered my prayer. God actually gave me the access to access a loan from a bank when I'm an international student. Now, no bank is going to give an international student who has no money. And I'm not even an Australian citizen at that time. It's crazy. But I got enough money to be able to finish my medical degree and actually have a car as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a beat up car, but it's still a car, right? For me to start work. And you know what? It's, God is faithful. And I can encourage you today. You know, God is faithful. So I want to extend an invitation to two groups of people today. Number one, if you've never ever experienced this life with God before that, you know, you, you always think about God as, oh God, you're just like a concept. Uh, you're, you're not, you're, you're just a figure of religion. I want to tell you today that there is a real God and He is real and He wants to have a relationship with you. He doesn't want to give you a religion, but He wants to give you a relationship. And every eyes bowed, uh, every, every eyes closed, every head bowed. <laughs> it's almost time for dinner. Yes. <laughs> if that is you, if this is what you want to do, is that God, to the, tonight, I want, to, I want to start this journey with you. I want to leave whatever I've known, whatever logic I have. I want to trust you that you have something better for me. And I want to start this relationship with you. If that is you, I want you to raise your hand. The second group of people that I want to challenge you is that if you have somewhere along the way have lost faith, if you are struggling with faithlessness right now, or, you're, or you've almost like given up, like, God, I, I, I do not know what happened to the dream you gave me, what, what, what happened to the calling you gave me, what, you know, I used to be on fire, but then I've got nothing now, it's, it's all just, I'm just disillusioned. I also want to pray for you. I want to pray that God will give you a refreshing touch tonight so that you will know that He hasn't forgotten about you. He wants to reaffirm His calling. He wants to reaffirm His faithfulness to you. That He will provide for all your needs. Because if that, is, if that is you, would you raise up your hand and I just want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I just, I just pray for my brothers and sisters who, who have their hands raised. I ask that tonight that you will touch, that you will touch them the way that only you can touch them. Lord, that you will remind them of the promises that you've already spoken in their lives. Lord, that whatever the enemy has taken away, I pray that you will bring it back. That you will bring it back right now because I speak the name of Jesus. 
I speak the covenant of the Most High God. Restore my brothers and sisters tonight, Lord. For we ask it in your most mighty name. Amen. So we'll just quickly sing a small portion of a song. And I just encourage you to stay in this attitude of worship and allow God to speak to you. God bless you. Thank you.